Amy Azarito is a design history expert and author of the new book, The Elements of a Home, Curious Histories Behind Everyday Household Objects. She's worked for the New York Public Library, Design Sponge, and UC Davis, and has contributed to Food 52, Refinery 29, Britain Co., Design Milk, and Architectural Digest. In this episode, Amy and I talk about her new book, tips for incorporating more meaning into the home, and why she believes purging after a breakup is so important. The conversation is wide-ranging, including why she believes hiring a dating coach is what helped her find her now husband, as well as learning dating tips that helped her become a better person. Um, It's wide-ranging. Just be sure to listen, and you'll learn lots of interesting little dating tips, relationship tips, as well as decorating tips. Um, okay. And like I mentioned, I think in the email, obviously this is this is a relationship podcast, so the questions are kind of kind of tailored or geared toward relationships. Um, but you know, I think it was really interesting when I talked to Mark a couple years ago on you know our conversation, and he was like just gushing about you, and I was like, I need to get to know this Amy woman. Um, so it's, I'm really excited to be chatting with yeah. you too. I know, um, and then I got pregnant yeah. and got so I know, and, I know, and, uh, so it had to be postponed, but but it's all good. I think, it's, I think the timing is actually really great. Um, so that's a beautiful book, by the way. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, I just love the illustrations and the concepts and, you know, I mean, I know you're, like, in the design world, so you know, I'm sure, of a lot of, like, all, all the books regarding, you know, home keeping and, and home, but it's What's, what I think is so interesting about this book is how it, it is really like an encyclopedia of like home things. And it's really interesting to kind of learn the stories behind all of these sort of seemingly common things and less common things, which is just really fun. Um, that to your relationship. Um, mm-hmm. You started writing this book probably about six years ago, I'm guessing, based on the timeline it seems. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, six 2014, I think, is when wow. I, I say when like the book really got underway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a really long process, and that wasn't just um, writing; uh, it was right. also sort of food. Mm-hmm. So it took a little while for us to find um, the right home for the book. Um, totally. Which is uh, Chronicle here in San Francisco. Right. Right. And it seems like you conducted obviously a ton of research for the book. So you consulted yes. something like 500 books. Yes, I did. And so I did yeah. a lot of the research. Yeah, I did a, every little, every, there's 65 or so um, little essays in the book that talk mm-hmm. about the history behind oh, cool. champagne coop and playing cards and every one of those little um, essays yeah. is like writing a book in and of itself. Totally, because totally. Because part of the, part of the work was just figuring out like what's the most interesting thing to say about the dollhouse or exactly the fork or something like that so right it was a lot of a lot of research yeah yeah but it makes sense so you have a background in both library science and design can you speak to yeah. that a little bit yeah sure um and I also have a my my undergraduate degree was in journalism okay journalism. so that makes so sense. the writing the writing thing was always something totally um that was of interest to me and, right uh yeah so then i uh got uh i was i always loved research i always loved the research part of writing mm. so i got um a master's in library science from Pratt yeah uh, in brooklyn and mm-hmm. was, i was interested in their program because they had a more art-based mm-hmm. focus cool and so I worked with the New York Public Library for quite a while at the research so library cool. on Fifth Avenue and 42nd Street. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful place. Beautiful. And well, there I was, lo- a lot of librarians who are at research libraries do have a second master's degree. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Which is why librarians are often so helpful. And so knowledgeable. <laughs> um, and so yeah. knowledgeable because they, they all have an understanding of research and then a mm. subject specialty is what it's called. So I kind of was able to do what I had done um, at New York Public when I was getting my master's degree and I could use all of their resources and take books home and 
um, just really get to know that collection. And so mm. I used, and, and by being at UC Davis, I had access to all of the books in the entire right. UC system and Amazing. databases and resources and stuff like that. So, That's great. Yeah. yeah. And then when I, I moved to Marin, when I, um, when my husband and I got engaged and then the hour and a half commute each way just became I just long suddenly. I just yeah. couldn't I uh, I just I didn't blame. do it so. yeah 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 that's fun so how did you let's see so at which point I'm assuming you were already working on your book obviously when you met Mark but how did that sort of impact the book or did it shape the relationship in any way you know how because in some ways I feel like writing a book which I'm also working on a book right now but it, it is yeah it is akin to like a relationship or giving birth or I mean it's very sort of biological in that sense so how did the book shape or impact your relationship with Mark yeah I think I I was already um see, working on the book and I think maybe I had mm-hmm. done 25 or so of the essays by the okay. time um, we started dating, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think when I was single, um, you know, you use that time if you mm-hmm. can to become really, um, solid in yeah. who you are and totally. what you like and to explore things. Yeah. And so I think having this book and having a very rich extracurricular life. I was right. writing at UC Davis and I was writing a book and then I was doing Muay Thai and mm-hmm. because mm. I had the time, right? Cause I'm yeah. exploring and I'm trying things and you're, so just, fun. you're really putting yourself out there. Um, and it makes you, um, you become more interesting to yourself and you become more interesting to other, Oh my God. Other, totally. other people. Totally. Um, totally. So I, that. So I think it was, and you become sure, more confident of, mm-hmm. of who you are mm-hmm. as you're doing For those sure. things. And I like this and not yeah. that. And, yeah. you know, um, and just so cool. becoming clear. And so I think that was part of, um, I mean, I, you've asked, you've talked to Mark, but I think that was part yeah. of what attracted him to me was oh, that I sure. had a lot happening. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, that's amazing. So he yeah. he alluded a little bit um, about, and I don't know if this is true for you, but he talked about hiring a dating coach kind of in the process, post-divorce, kind of getting into dating. So he didn't hire a coach. I hired Oh, he coach. didn't. You hired the coach. Okay. <laughs> All right. So can we talk a little bit about that? That's, yeah. That's cool. How did that, what did you learn from that experience? It was amazing. Yeah. Um, cool. So let's see. I had... Moved out to California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a boyfriend in New York, and I had a yeah. string of. Um, I'd been married really young and yeah. got divorced, and then, you know, was just dating and trying to yeah. figure out dating as an adult. Sure. And yeah. And then was trying to move from dating to a relationship. And I was right. just really bad at that. I was just, mm. and I finally had one final horrible relationship okay. that had basically moved from, Hey, we made in this bar. And now a week later we're living together. And wow. I, you know, I just yeah. wasn't doing it in a way that was like conducive to making really good decisions. Um, mm-hmm. And so I felt like the common denominator was mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And so a friend gave me um, a book by Dwayna Welch called love. Okay. Actually, okay. I'm gonna write this and down. And she and she had a sort of scientific approach to mm. dating, and and the book res- I read it mm. like in a single night. Wow. And sent her an email. I think at like three in the morning. Like, wow. You do coaching. Yeah. Like, Can you coach huh. me? Um, and I just followed the steps of the book, mm. and I would meet with her. Um, I'm trying to remember weekly or biweekly on Skype, and we would talk about choices. And she looked at my mm. profiles, and I mean, I yeah. just changed 
when I decided that, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm tired of, I mean, there's what it's dating can be really fun and you can mm-hmm. just really enjoy it. But I, when yeah. I decided, okay, like, I'm taking, yeah. I'm ready to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, yeah. I enjoy being in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not meeting the people I want to meet right. or making sure. decisions about like um, long-term or connecting long-term, on a deeper level. Yeah. yeah. And she's very much mm-hmm. like, you know, this is one of the, you know, we spend time and money on making career decisions mm-hmm. and deciding where we want to live. And this is right. a decision, your partner, who's your partner. This is a decision that's going to, that will impact it's every like aspect. The, yeah. Your, it'll impact your wealth. It'll impact your happiness. It'll impact every your family aspect situation. of your life, your family yeah. situation, I every mean, aspect. It's like one of the key decisions in your life. And even, you know, we've, we've both been married before and even that for better or for worse was like that impacts your life forever, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, so interesting. So what, what would you say was like the biggest takeaway from that experience with her? Yeah, well, she had me do a couple of things that were really, um, were really critical. Um, mm-hmm. First, I made a list of my must-haves. So I made a list of must-haves and nice-to-haves. And she was real, she was having someone to talk to. I mean, you could do Mm -hmm. it with the book. The book is great. You can follow Mm -hmm. along with the book. But having someone to keep you accountable was really amazing. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, you know, height doesn't Mm -hmm. make a must-have. For a partner. Totally. I mean, a right. lot of times women were like, oh, she has to be six feet. I and know. She's very much like, we're not Neanderthals. Exactly. He doesn't have to fight for you. Yeah. There's true. no reason why he has to be tall. And if men mm. said she has to weigh under a certain mm. amount, you would be appalled. And so his true. height is something he has no control over. Totally. He has no control over his height. Yeah. <laughs> but that is a you know, and so that was not a thing on my list. It was mm-hmm. not uh, even a nice to have. It was like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the tall thing is because sometimes, you know, I think as women, we think, oh, I can't feel sexy if he's not mm-hmm. of a certain, it's not true. Right, he's not that's, bigger than me. Yeah. Right. That's in your mm-hmm. head. It mm-hmm. has nothing to it's do. It's true. It's more about, about the woman versus the man. It's right, true. right. And so that was an example of something I left off, but the list mm-hmm. was really... I think an important way, and as I was dating, she'd be like, okay, put that on the list. That's a yeah. must have, you know, must, right. have a best, must have a best friend, must be close mm. to family, mm-hmm. um, must have a career mm-hmm. that he's passionate about and successful, mm. um, successful at. And so just really getting clear about the things that were important to me. And then when right. I was dating, I was able to say like okay yes this was a deal breaker and she just kept me Mm. really so I think the biggest thing was I said a lot of no's Mm -hmm. earlier probably right earlier and and during the time where I would have like maybe like Mm -hmm. you know hung out with the person for longer and like made a lot of excuses and you know and I was just really clear about what I wouldn't would and wouldn't take right and honoring yeah. that and and being okay like yeah I'm, that doesn't work for me yeah no and yeah. and um and then at the same time you know so like even Mark like I wasn't sure mm-hmm. you know I wasn't yeah. sure because I was like used to just looking for like some like I don't know like you know you're at a bar and then you like this like dramatic. Yeah, dramatic yeah. thing. Yeah. And she would be very much, she, she told, it was really straight with me and said, mm-hmm. Amy, you're, this is not Twilight. The best yeah. people don't sparkle right away. Yeah. And you yeah. sat at that restaurant with him for mm-hmm. four hours. Mm. So there's something there. There's yeah, something totally. there. And she goes, keep. And so she would just mm. be like, keep going until it's a no. Yeah, um, interesting. So I think having a list, like being clear, continuing mm. to to give people chances, like letting mm-hmm. it develop, mm-hmm. um, 
the other big thing is like I didn't um, I would see other people, so I was very clear, like, okay. this is not, we're not exclusive. And then mm-hmm. I wasn't sleeping with anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was like, That's you can't good. have it both ways. You can't, like, oh, be totally. sleeping with them and then be like, and I'm, she's like, no, you you have to, I was just really intentional about it. So yeah. I was like, I am seeing other people. We are not exclusive. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm sure you're seeing other people, too. I just, mm-hmm. and I had to. Sarah, yeah, I that's practice that speech. It oh was my gosh, so hard that's for me hard. to say. Well, because also heart like heart was beating. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm just you know? thinking too. In, in those early stages, it it sort of protects your independence by continuing to see other people. But also, if you're really into someone, the notion of them also seeing other people can be like create a jealousy, right? I mean, and I don't know. If, so yeah, that would be scary. Hard. Well, mm-hmm. it's also scary, I think, to say. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, I'm presuming that, man, yeah. you know. So I, I know, and you don't like, know. Yeah. You're right. You don't like, what if he doesn't like me that much? It was right. Just, so I got really good at it. But the first, mm. I mean, I was shaking mm. the first time I said it. Mm. And then she was like, you have to do it. And mm-hmm. part of the reason was you didn't want to be so fixated on one person. That totally. Like, totally. He doesn't call, my life is over. No, my life right. is not over. Exactly. You continue yet. living I mean, your life. Yeah. You continue living your life. You don't act like you're married right. or engaged before you are. Totally. Um, and totally. you just, you just, um, and it was, yeah. it was so uncomfortable and so mm. different and mm. so hard. But ultimately, yes, that was like, That's so cool. I did all of these things and I, yeah. and, it, wow. and it really worked. And I really, yeah. um, you know, I sent her a wedding invitation, and we stay in touch. And um, so it just it, it, so yeah, cool. it was it was really important. And I think yeah. in terms of the book, you know, when I like being in a relationship, most of mm-hmm. us men do. Yeah. And so yeah. it is easier for me to focus on writing the book and doing mm-hmm. when I'm not so like heat up with the dating and what's going to totally. happen and yeah I mean dating yeah dating and I agree like dating is almost can be a full-time job for people and it is really distracting from those projects and endeavors and hobbies that are also important and and I think it is finding that balance which is was probably helpful to have that advice with respect to like keep seeing other people so you're not so singularly focused on one person and therefore letting other things like those projects kind of go by the wayside. Right. Um, right. Yeah. That's, Stay busy. Yeah. Keep doing exactly. things. Don't take um, care of yourself. You know, with respect to being with our partners 24 seven, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's a huge shift to where, you know, whether you're living with someone or not, even couples who, you know, have only been dating for a few months are now maybe quarantining together Right. Or, you know, couples who both worked outside of the home are now working from home and are together nonstop. So it's like this, our homes are kind of the vessel for all this time that mm-hmm. we're having together and spending together. And it's changing the way that we interact. And um, in some ways, I'm sure, creating stress in the relationship, and which is understandable. And and so, you know, but it is just like a place that does provide comfort. And and now, to your point, I think also, you know, whether people are moving back in with their parents or their living spaces are changing because of the situation, um, it's comfort, but it's also maybe chaos as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Why Why do you think people get so attached to objects, like of the home? You know, obviously this is, having your design background and writing a book about this, what is it about those objects that we covet so much? Well, we certainly, I think, attach stories to objects. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this is something I, I talk about in the introduction, that oftentimes the things that we are most sentimental about are those things that have some sort of piece of our personal story. So. Mm-hmm. This was, um, you know, the bed that we had when we, you know, brought the baby home from the hospital or 
this is um, the desk that my grandfather had or, you know, that we have some Mm. sentimental, there's a story there. And and that's one of the things that I did try to do with the book is, is to tell these larger stories. So even though you might not have a personal attachment or personal story to the spoon uh, in your silverware drawer, here's the story of the spoon in the course of human history. Mm-hmm. Um, here's why the spoon is a significant object or mm-hmm. why we have it. You know, that mm-hmm. these things, um, just as we create our homes personally, that these objects that we bring into our homes didn't always exist. Right. You know, someone had to you know, invent that. Everything's invented. Mm-hmm. So someone, totally. the, the sofa, we, homes didn't always have sofas. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, the fork wasn't always used as a dining implement. Mm-hmm. People people use their hands, and right. uh, you know, so telling those stories is just right. I think brings an awareness to right. the things that we have. Just as I think recognizing our personal stories and personal attachment um, also brings an awareness. Right, and gives it it a significance, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and like even things like like chopsticks, which we get, you know, we get from our Chinese takeout, or we may go out and buy special chopsticks from Japan that we, you know, pull out every time we have sushi, and and it's just like we incorporate our own story into these objects, but to your point, they have a historical significance as well, which is more powerful to know the story behind these objects. Yeah, I think um, it, it, it creates an awareness, which creates mm-hmm. a, uh, sometimes can create a sense of gratitude. Right. Um, but I think even now, like the book stories, you know, they're pretty light mm-hmm. and fun. Mm-hmm. And, totally. You know, I think one of the reasons why I didn't, um, other than also not wanting to do a photo shoot, that I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. have photos, I had uh, illustrations of this. Yeah, not, which I love an aspiration like you don't have to mm. you know I, sometimes I feel like when you flip through Instagram you there's no mm. it's like it's mental you're just adding things to your to-do list like ah uh, really oh baskets so I need more baskets in my house yeah right you know That's they're always just like okay I gotta find baskets um huh. you know and there's yeah. no, I think by not having photographs it's not bad at all it's not you're not going to read this book and be like oh I don't have good enough you know Chopstick or a good enough chopstick. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not gonna be like, oh, it's to upgrade mine or. Um, it's true. You know, so, it's a, it's yeah, it's more about appreciating the significance and the history behind yeah. it, and then also kind of observing the things you have in your home and being like, wow, like that has meaning and that has a history and a background, um, which I think is really important. Um, so you talk a little bit about, you know, people. I'm, I'm going to change this question a little bit, but okay. it's about, kind of about the past and the present. So we were talking earlier about when you and Mark got married and moved mm-hmm. into a new house and kind of starting over. Um, why do you think it's important? You know, there is history and history is important um, and respecting the backstory and where things came from. But you know, where do you stand on that with respect to whether it's a new relationship starting over, you know, post-divorce? Like, where do you stand on starting over in the home? I, I'm a pretty giant, I'm a giant purger. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I'm a big fan of, um, you know, whether you're on your own, so you just mm-hmm. got divorced or you're in a breakup um, or you're starting a relationship together. I mean, I think mm-hmm. the best time to do the purge is like after a breakup. Yeah. Um, and then get rid of everything that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you don't need it. I mean, if it's important, yeah. you'll remember it in, in your head. You'll in your mind. In it. your mind. Yeah. That's I, true. In your mind, in your head where it should, should be tangible uh, mm-hmm. reminders of mm-hmm. past relationships. You don't need, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll remember what you should remember and the other things you, yeah. know, you can let go. But I think, you know, as we were talking about before, you know, getting clear about what you want in a relationship, the time to 
to get clear about what you also like. Um, mm. it's, it's a good like low barrier way to get clear about just what you like in general. So when you're mm. single, you don't have to make any compromises. Yeah. You want the whole house red, just paint it. You, you can do that now. Did you right. like living in a red house? You know, you <laughs> right. can do that. that. No one else's opinion matters. Of course, yeah. Makes that you're yeah. a little bit constrained, yeah. but sure. um, it's a time to really get clear about what you like. And so when I got divorced, um, completely redid, I slowly redid the whole apartment, but yeah. I completely redid the, I mean, the mattress out the, exactly, yeah. I mean, that's like the best place, right? To, to, to really, start fresh. To start fresh. Um, totally. and, then, and symbolically and physically. Yeah. So let's, let's, yeah. Just, let, let me rephrase this, this question because okay. I think it's, I want the listeners to know kind of a little background. So in 2013, your Brooklyn apartment was featured in the New York Times, which I think was mm. an amazing article, by the way. Thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> and you talked about being married young. And I didn't know this fact about you when we scheduled the interview, but you were also married young at 22, as was I was married at 21, so about the same age. Um, and you talk about kind of outgrowing that relationship with the mm-hmm. person that you had literally gone to prom with. Um, and I met my ex in college, so a little bit later, but um, kind of similar situation, um, which which I think others could relate to as well. So you know, it sounded like you had never lived alone before that relationship, right. which was the case for me as well. I feel like we have so many similarities. Um, but why do you think it was important to spend time solo after that marriage ended? And how did you create a home? We talked about, you know, the mattress, but it's, yeah. it's kind of a two-part question. But why, I guess, start with why was it important to spend time solo after that? Right. I mean, I think it was, Spending time solo after that relationship was a critical step mm-hmm. toward getting in touch with what I like without right. anyone else. Yeah. And I mean, what I like from, do I like to run? Do I like yoga? Do I like, mm-hmm. I mean, just down yeah. to the basics of like, when I have a choice for dinner, am I mm-hmm. going to get sushi or Mexican? I yeah. mean, just really trying to figure out what you like. Um, totally. You know, it's not very attractive to be a person who has no opinion on anything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you want to be, I, you know, you want to be flexible, but I think some of us, um, particularly men too, we all, mm-hmm. you know, have this people-pleasing bone. Where sure. We, uh, but this is a time where you can just throw that out the to window. Explore, but, and to explore that. I think it's really explore. fun. Yeah. The only person that pleases yourself. And so, yeah. and it's really... Um, great to do that in the home mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you are lucky enough as as I was, I had my own space. I was I didn't need a, to mm-hmm. um, to have a roommate, and so right. I could could stay in my own space. And and yeah, it, it is a complete purge. Um, mm-hmm. And I started in in the bedroom and mm-hmm. completely redid. Uh, the bedroom. I mean, that's, I think a lot of people, I just, it's just so mm. symbolic and, and then yeah. emo- it, it means a lot, both um, emotionally and, and right. actually. And so I, I, I mean, I painted every inch of that apartment, but I mm. definitely painted the bedroom. I got a completely new mattress as well as a new bed frame and yeah. a new rug and just, I mean, just really made it made it yours yeah and I did the rest of the apartment so room that you know I made a library for myself and I Mm. and I just really made it my own space and I loved it Mm -hmm. Um, yeah really uh felt at felt at home there and then you know when you when you find someone when you get in a in a relationship I mean then you do have to then you do compromise a little bit. Then you're back to, but you know, you have this place to start where you know. Kind yeah. Of and, a, like. and a period to do that. And I, I, I agree. I think after every relationship, it's important to have a time period of living solo, 
you know, and whether that means having a roommate or living truly by yourself or traveling to really discover who you are. I think, you know, in my case, I moved out of the home that I had with my ex and, mm-hmm. you know, got, had a series of apartments and, and that's where I found, so different from how you su- suggested about the purge, I found that there was this period of holding on to things mm-hmm before I moved out to California um, and really had to get rid of a lot of things, but there was a period of physically feeling like, you know, there was a a need to hold in case I couldn't afford things. There was a kind of a fear of money and, you know, being like, what if I can't afford to buy another mattress or what if I can't afford to buy another this or that? And, And over time I was able to let that go but there was this like period of, and I don't know if it was only monetarily or economically. I think it was also a, a, my own way of grieving or a little bit of mm-hmm. holding on, even though I was the one to leave the marriage, it was a little bit of holding on and maybe, maybe I needed that. Um, and then recently when I moved back to the East coast to New York about eight months ago, it was like, I sold at almost all my belongings in San Francisco and then shipped the rest on a Greyhound bus. Um, and so it just has been a process, like a, you know, maybe five year period of like transitioning, which is so interesting, but you know, did you, did you you keep things that, what about sentimental things? things, Did you keep those or did you let them go? You know, um, I kept that. I still have some wedding photos that I just feel like historically I needed to keep. Um, but the other thing, no, I remember I had a, like a recipe box that was monogrammed with my married name and my mom was asking about it the other, the last time I was visiting and I was like, mom, like, why would I keep that? That's my old married name. I don't want that anymore. And she's like, oh, that's a good point. Um, so no, I think the only sort of um, historical things that I felt like I needed to keep from like a chronology or, or genealogy standpoint I've kept, but otherwise I've, I've gotten rid of everything because I just, it's almost sad to hold on, or it feels like I would be hanging on to something that I didn't want to be hanging on to anymore, right. you know, but I need, there was a period that I felt like I had to hold on to it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and that was probably about a year, um, maybe a year and a half. And then I was like, all yeah. right, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, there's no right way to do it, of course. Um, Right. You just have to. But I think there's also no right way to do it as well. And like, that you don't have, you know, you don't have to keep things. Um, And you don't have to throw them away, certainly. Um, I think for me, the things that I have in my home, Mm. if they are sentimental, um, Mm -hmm. are things that I, that, that remind me of, something of a mm-hmm. time or a place right. or uh, a person and so I like I don't I didn't want to walk by things yeah. that reminded me of a trip with someone else so the, totally. the only totally. things I have are you know from other places are mm. from places where I either went solo mm-hmm. or from th- places that you know the longer you're with someone then the more you accumulate so I have a lot of right. things that we you know got on our honeymoon or mm-hmm. remind me of our wedding or travel together. And, and you but, got around um, those. But I got oh, uh, yeah. from my, yeah, from other relationships. Yeah. I, I didn't sure. keep anything Free. from other relationships. Yeah. Um, well, and to your point, I, where I feel really strongly is that by the time you get into a new serious relationship, that shit from the past needs to go. Like, it's yeah, a bad so sign. It I is know, bad. I know, but it is like, and it's so no, no, no. I mean, it would be it's so hurtful to come and be like, oh, what's this? Oh, it that is, was yeah. a trip when you know yeah. Bill and I went to you know right. the Cayman Islands, and exactly. I just, you know, I had to keep it. It's like it needs to be at least devoid of all. I think so needed. because the home with the new partner needs to be sort of representative of that new relationship versus right. the old. And so there needs to be maybe like this purgatory period in between where you're kind of in this middle ground of like holding on to something and processing before you can truly like move forward in the new yeah. relationship if, if, you know, someone wants to move 
you know, forward in, in a new relationship. Right, but, right. Yeah. I, so I it, agree. Yeah. But and everyone, then when, I remember getting rid of things where I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, it was like, from, yeah. I was like, ah, but I don't, I just didn't want that baggage. The reminder. I just personally yeah. didn't want that emotional baggage. I didn't want anybody to be like, where's mm. what's that from? And I, you know, have to tell yeah. the story behind it, which involved a person who you know, was that. no longer yeah. in my life. You know, I didn't want totally. to talk about it. Well, and um, I think, too, in your case where you stayed in, and I'm guessing the apartment you stayed in. I did stay in, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I think even more there needed to be an effort to, like, purge, I think, in that case, because you weren't physically moving out of the space. Right, and I wanted yeah. it to feel like. Like new and yours. Like new and my own. and Yeah. Um, and I did it fast, too. Like, I usually do that. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, every, like out. Wow. I, I'm not like a. Yeah, and my wedding photos, I didn't, I, I don't think mm. I have, I kept one photo of me mm. with my great-grandmother. Okay. Who has, like, passed away, and that mm. was, I think that was it. Yeah. I don't even know where it is, though, actually. That's interesting. Maybe I should be getting rid of mine, too. I mean, because every time I look at those photos, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I have to because of history, but. Why? I know. It's true. It's in my mind. Why do I need? Yeah. Well, it's like, what, sure. in what instance would you want to be like, I don't know. I didn't. Like point I to that. Or, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to see them. I don't yeah. know. I just didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't. But at first I couldn't throw them away because it's just weird. I don't know. I, I know. It feels it. harsh. Yeah. But at first I gave them all to my mom. Mm. And then I think she ended up like, Okay. Say so, like she moved, you know, and she was like, I, "Yeah, like time to." I'm like, we got to just let this go. And so, um, yeah, but I, I don't, yeah. I don't want them. And you know, my husband was married before, and he doesn't have any photos of of that. Um, yeah, of that either. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, something I'm going to think about. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just yeah. have to do what's right. What's oh, right totally. Yeah, totally. you know. So totally. there's no. It's, but it, I will say, it's interesting, as the, as the years go by, that experience of being of being married previously will never, like, I'll, I'll always remember it. And, and in some cases, like, I'll, there's a lot of positive to it for me, especially being, like, you know, like, meeting in college and getting married so young is, like, kind of sweet. It doesn't really happen anymore. But, um, but it, it is also, like, shrinking. The memories are shrinking. And losing relevance as the years go by, which is really interesting. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so let's. What are the ways in which you think people can grieve and move forward in in their home or in a new apartment or space that they're living in? Um, whether it's by doing a complete purge or, you know. I mean, and, honestly, that's how I sort of process. Have always processed things when mm-hmm. I done is like all right bye um, yeah <laughs> yeah uh the funny thing too is i recently i what i used to do too is the photos are hard right so right. i used to uh, take every photo of an old relationship mm. like off my phone and yeah interesting and i would delete most of them but then like say i wanted a like oh that was a cool hotel and i all right. Picture, but I just re- I recently learned that when I thought I was backing up, I wasn't. So I don't have those photos anyway. Like when I yeah. had deleted them from my phone, they're really gone. Mm. Um, and this is a lot of tri- trips with you know. Um, yeah. Significant others, others, significant yeah. others, and mm-hmm. I mean, I was uh, you know married for a really long time, and then I was also let's see. Mark and I got married in 2018, and I had gotten divorced in 2010. Okay, so, that's a period, yeah. So I had a long time. I have, I have like, and I traveled a lot. I don't have mm. any photos. Hmm. It's funny. I'm so. I would be so devastated to lose photos of my daughter. I should say. So mm-hmm. we have an 11 month old, and I would be right. devastated if those were gone. Yeah. I'm fine with all of those other moments just existing mm. in my mind mm. it's funny it's just it's yeah. like it's really um 
because yeah. it's, it's okay that they're gone. And so I don't yeah. know. So the purge to me is like, I think it's an amazing, I, I always feel like it's such an amazing opportunity and good things can't come into your life unless there's room for them. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's interesting. You know, your point too about photos that exist on our phones. I mean, that's a whole nother territory of, you know, things that can weigh us down that we don't really think about, you know, of yeah, previous I, memories and experiences. I mean, I like for, when it comes to relationship, which is like, I mean, I was, I was like dating and trying to figure things out for a long time. And so mm-hmm. finally my, my poor family, like there's finally, they would just be like, whoever Amy has brought cannot <laughs> be in the photo because it's so funny. Because like, it probably won't last. It yeah. probably is not going to last. Um, <laughs> ooh, but, uh, Hey, I got it right at the end. So yeah, no, uh, exactly. No, and it's totally, totally. I didn't mean to say it like that at all. It's, it's, no, it's no. I, they literally were like, hey, can you just, can we? Uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. It's hard. It, I wanted to find the one, and I was really trying to it make. It takes time. I think it's, you know, because I can relate to that, too. It was interesting because, again, another similarity is I've been divorced now for six years. Um, and, you know, out of the gate, I wanted to find like my next forever person, but it didn't work out that way. It was a series of relationships, which I really feel like I needed to get to, you know, this relationship that I'm currently in. I I believe that. I think when you get married young, there is a time period, you know, in many ways, I I felt like I was living my 20s in my 30s, you know, and I, yeah, and I think that that was important. Growing as an individual in those various relationships, was incredible and I would have never probably experienced that growth the same way otherwise so um yeah so I I totally am like with you on that I think you know it's it's all it's good it it was good to have those various people you know to help you know process like I did the big purge and like redecorating Mm -hmm. the apartment when I got divorced Mm -hmm. and then um then I did another, like, kind of, this is my apartment uh, mm-hmm. when I moved out <laughs> to California. Yeah, that fun. was like, you know, my single apartment, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, but in between, I had a lot of relationships that were like right. three months. And for, mm-hmm. it's not like I did a purge every time. I was like, oh, totally. right, everything in my house must go. Totally. totally. Um, I yeah. certainly did not do that. Um, yeah. And there's some of those relationships, there's like less. Of course, like yeah. a three month, yeah. for sure, yeah. a three months relationship. Maybe you go on a couple trips together, exactly. you know, have some memories, but it's very different than a, you know, several year long marriage for sure. Right, very exactly. And, yeah. Um, but I do, I do, do I, I was, um, I did the phone deletion probably. Every yeah. I was like, well, I don't smart. want it to carry it around with me and I don't want like the reminders new, popping reminders, up and, and I don't want yeah. the new partner to yeah, not be able to look through my phone. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I feel like I need to do that. I haven't. I mean, yeah. Um, I think that's that's an important point of like the things in our home are also the things in our in our phone. Because yeah, you know, in the digital era, era, we just we have so much, so much of our be, living space. It just can really weigh you down. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some baggage. So I mean, the question. The question was about grieving, and I was just yeah. saying that the, the, you know, you want to do the purge. And I think, you know, one thing I remember being really encouraged by when I was single is um, I heard it or read somewhere, someone said that you're actually closer to meeting mm-hmm. the right person for you, the person of your dreams at this moment when you're single than you ever were in a relationship. Because mm-hmm. you did the work. You got right, out of the totally. relationship, and now the next step, is, mm. you know, so it's like it can be a really, right, know, prepare hope, you for that. Yeah, yeah, and a hopeful moment, like totally. a hopeful moment. You're now in charge. You've gotten, if the relationship was bad enough to get out mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. Um, on either side, or it wasn't right for whatever reason, it's like now you're that much closer to creating the life totally. that you that you want 
And like you said earlier, it's the making space, making the room for that to enter in. So, yeah, I totally agree. Right. You don't want to be so cluttered and for someone to come into your home and just feel like, where do I even fit in this space? For sure. Like there's no room for me here. Yeah. So true. Um, Right. So. Physically and yeah, physically, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What are what would you say are some elements that people can incorporate into their homes to create a more comfortable environment that like reflects them, but also, you know, creates that space for other people to feel invited. Yeah, I mean, I think there's you know a couple. I think understanding how you use the space in your home is mm. really important, whether you are single or uh, in a relationship or have a family. And, you know, paying attention to, okay, it's like no one putting their shoes in the hall closet or in the coat closet. Um, maybe we need to do a basket and maybe, mm-hmm. and, you know, cre- just creating, just letting your home and space adapt to fit how you live in it versus mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. um, change your behavior. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, we, we need to hang up our clothes, but uh, right. <laughs> other than that, you know, like how can we make it easier? And, uh, totally. To facilitate that. To and facilitate the that. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I, I like do that. think part of feeling, you know, part of the reasons that you do the purge, the reason that you do the purge, one of the reasons, in addition to getting in touch with, um, yourself and what you like, but it's also, it is to create that space to let new memories come in, to let mm. new things come in. And so totally. um, as you either as a single person um, mm-hmm. or in a couple, and so, you know, collecting things on your travels mm-hmm. or um, as a couple, you know, framing, I have framed here I'm looking at um the receipt from our first date mm. that I like found I was like cleaning and I found Mark mm. had like kept it probably he was gonna Aww. write it off but um <laughs> <laughs> he can do that I mean, he probably was trying but, I just, but it's funny because like I looked I I in my memory of our first date, I thought we mm-hmm. had hardly ordered anything yeah I have this receipt and it was like a really expensive Interesting. Uh, dinner. But um, yeah. So yeah, so like creating room to, mm. to let those things shine. So I have mm-hmm. a and I like that. Like that. Yeah, totally. Those are good tips. Um so we, we touched upon this a little bit earlier, but you know, with couples working from home together and children attending school remotely, what are what are some tips or suggestions? Uh, uh, or maybe things, objects that might help support each other during this time of like ultimate closeness and proximity, proximity between, you know, our partners and our children and family members. Yeah, I think that it's really important for everyone to be able to get some privacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> separation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's going to look different depending on the space that you have available. Um, mm-hmm. I actually just, my, uh, I have an office space um, and we have a much bigger house than I ever mm-hmm. had in terms of apartment in New York. Mm-hmm. So we have a space. Mark has an office set up when this started, we turned a um, like this basement storage room that we had into mm-hmm. an office for him. Nice. And uh, and he loves it. He's like put up whiteboards. And yeah, I've seen them like, on Facebook Live. Yeah, so he's fun. like he's so excited to be down there. It's he so gets to, like go outside. He leaves the house. You know, yeah, it has yeah. a separate entrance. So oh, nice. He kind of leaves the house and says yeah. like, goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, for me, I have an office space inside the house, and it had been hard for me to feel a sense of separation because we have a mm. 11 month old. Right. And, um, yeah. I could hear her, you know, if Mark has her. Or... Right. So I invested in some very inexpensive noise canceling headphones. Smart. Yeah. That I wear and it feels like I'm, mm. I'm in another world. And so that's oh. how I get my, but I think trying to, you know, 
figure out how you can get a little a little time um, you know away like or create time yeah creating your own space. yeah creating your own space and even if it's mm -hmm. like okay for the next month I need my own office mm -hmm. I'm gonna if you have a big enough closet I'm gonna put a desk right. in here and <laughs> order a uh, rack from Amazon you know just right. really I mean this is temp totally apparently this is temporary um fingers so, crossed, but, yeah. but fingers crossed but for this time you know just figuring out how can I get away and maybe if you you know maybe it's you need to take a walk every day but mm -hmm. how can I how can I have um some time away to recharge and so when I come back to my partner and we come back mm -hmm. you know we have um something to talk about we're not totally sort of yeah. down each other's necks yeah and it, it is okay. like those those conversations are hard because you don't want to feel like you're hurting someone's feelings, but they're important to just say, listen, I'm just feeling like I need a little space, a little distance. Um, how can we create that? Right. Um, right. I think it's really, really key. Um, so let's see. Um, we talked about this again, so I don't know if we should skip this question, but it was sort of about how you and Mark created a home together based on your own distinct histories. Yeah, I mean, we um, bought a house together right before we got married. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that has really been a joint decorating endeavor. Um, yeah. I have stronger opinions on mm -hmm. aesthetics and decorating. And mm -hmm. uh, Mark is, uh, you know, he's, a, he's fine. Um, that's, he lets like, you. He lets you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that's, not like no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. You know, like I have to. Um, and then I try to involve him. So if I am like, oh, this is, I can't decide. So sometimes he's the mm -hmm. tiebreaker when I am like, uh, oh, which one do you like? You know. Mm -hmm. or, uh, so he's usually the tiebreaker, and I have a sense of what he likes. Um, uh, and you know, just I've I've seen enough stuff. I mean, he. Yeah loves the color orange and I hate orange so okay. he can have orange in it so I usually like you know will buy him orange things for his office or right incorporate I, it in little light subtle ways yeah yeah but I I you know he's a he's a good sport about decorating he doesn't that's know. good I think that's key to like a harmonious living to get living together arrangement is like the person who cares more about aesthetics in the home should have the upper hand. Yeah, right. yeah. It just makes it easier. It just it makes just it sucks. easier. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I'm also the person who does most of the, you know, now that we don't have anybody helping also with the cleaning, I do all the right. cleaning. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think I yeah. get some points for, for, sure. Yeah, for, for sure. doing that as well. But I care no more also about the cleaning. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And doing it like your way, which is probably going to be, you know, I mean, I'd honestly rather, well, I'd honestly rather have him, like, now that we have a baby, it's like, I'd honestly rather have him take the baby, I can put on a podcast, totally. I can, like, zen out and relax and Yeah, it's, clean. it is, it's a break. exactly. Yeah, cleaning is, is pretty meditative, I think. Like, yeah, especially I really like when that. it's your own space, it really is, there's something so gratifying about it. Um, yeah. So, how has life changed since you've had Stella? And what are yeah. some of the ways you've created space for her? So we, um, let's see, we got married last, um, two, almost two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started trying to have a baby, I think about three months after we got married. And um, it happened really fast. And yeah. then she's almost a year old. So right. we had a lot kind of really fast. Um, For sure. Got a house, got, had a wedding, got married, and then um, here she I got pregnant, and here yeah. she is. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the space in the house, um, I did a nursery for her, uh, mm -hmm. which was um, in Clever, which is an architectural digest. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, a little. So like I did a full nursery. Yeah, a little, it's millennial, I think, architectural digest is like yeah. a millennial thing. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I did a, a nursery for her, which was, um, I definitely recommend if you're mm. pregnant. So just even if it's like a, again, even if it's a part of a room, like a corner mm-hmm. that you're going to like that. It's just like, um, it's just a really fun, exciting time and fun way to like acknowledge Prepare. your home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This new transition and this big. So she For has sure. like the most done room in the house. Cause it's like a, so a, wall, a wallpaper nursery space, but so that fun. used to be Mark's office. So that's like okay. he actually didn't have a home office for a little while. Yeah. And now he's in the basement, but, um, <laughs> So we had to clean out that space and then yeah. uh, wallpaper it and, and get, so she has a nursery space and then but she loves being in like the living space. So we don't spend mm-hmm. that much time in her room. She actually yeah. likes staying out and she has a little playroom space um, mm. as well. Oh, and I don't know. I mean, the house is like, it's, it's her, it's, it's funny, her like, domain. It's like uh, basically, I was like, it's pretty much all. Yeah, her. I think so it's, it's hard to relegate children to just their own little bedrooms. Um, yeah, and it's just like you're tiny. So it's you know, honestly, it's like the master bedroom is even more. I've I've been thinking about it lately. Like, oh, I want to yeah. do more with. It's kind of not, still not done. Yeah, really. and so um, I've been thinking about trying to to finish it or figure mm-hmm. out what needs to be done in order to make it feel finished because yeah. right now it is the only it's oftentimes you know the last space in the house because it's like yeah you did and you need totally. rooms and right but uh it is a place where the two of us are alone and she's almost never in here and so right. really it is the like singular the, adult the one. space. yeah <laughs> yeah and it's the so part. true yeah it is like the thing that just like to have those quiet moments alone, you know, are so important. And the bedroom is like where you can have those. Um, yeah, it's important naturally. as a couple, as a yeah. um, as a mom. And then I would right. even venture to say like even more important, like as a step parent, step mom, yeah. particularly, because then you're like you're relegated. Everyone's needs are ahead yeah. of yours. Sometimes totally. having a space where you can um, be yourself and exactly, you know, yeah. Take a shower. Yeah, yeah. Take a shower. Nobody's coming in. Exactly. And, you know, better yeah. be a lock on the door. But you know, um, <laughs> but you know, just like making it. And 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 it's funny because like Stella slept in here when she was a newborn. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see. I'm sure it'll change. But now she's like. She's mobile, but she can't like yeah. open doors or anything. Exactly, so it's not like yeah. she's coming into bed with us. She's never. Right. She sleeps in her own bed and we sleep in that's our own good. bed. And, yeah, that's good. Um, you have that figured out. Yeah, yeah. So she's yeah. not. She's yeah. not really. Um, she's not in here. But the rest of the house is indeed like, you know, she has all the lower bookshelves and yeah, you know, and yeah, it's just which is great. Which little is, hands. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I don't. You know. Obviously, we talk about decorating the home and and bringing meaning into the home. Um, and travel experiences are one way that I think can really incorporate story into our home spaces. What would you say? You know, what what types of items from our travels are good ways to incorporate that into the home? Yeah, I think celebrating your travels is a really fun way to bring personality into a space um, mm. and it's always fun it's a fun thing to walk by every day so it's, it's something to think about and I also really love shopping for these kinds of things when I'm mm. on a trip it's totally. so fun to like see what's the thing that I'm you know think about what's the thing that you're going to bring back mm-hmm. so when you're in when you sh- stay away from the souvenir kitschy souvenir shops would probably be my first right piece of advice unless that's mm-hmm. the direction you're going um, and try to hunt out I like to look for either antiques or vintage mm-hmm. items mm. um, we have some beautiful vintage things that we got in Japan mm. um, ceramics or handmade like what's the thing that's made in that place that's mm-hmm. a fun way to go so in right. Kyoto we got a lot of dishes and 
porcelain. Um, and then sometimes even just going to uh, a farmer's market or craft market, you can find some. So I'm sitting next to some uh, amber beads that mm. I got in Africa. Mm-hmm. And so even a place where it's like, can be hard fabric is a fun thing to right. bring back right. r- rugs from South America and Central mm-hmm. America. Those are really fun, um, you know, textiles. Mm. Right, right. Textiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like great. that. And and it's true. It's like really thinking about wherever you are, what is the thing that that culture or that geography is known for versus being right. like, oh, let's get a sign that says Kyoto or you know, um, something, a t-shirt that says, you know, New York City or whatever. It's like really thinking about, okay, what is this area known for and what's the thing that is like known for crafting or whatever. Um, That's super inarticulate, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Um, no, I do, I do, (laughs) I do wish that, I do wish that, um, I think ornaments are also mm. a fun thing oh, yeah. to pick okay. up. And it's yeah. something that I, that is a little kitschy and maybe easier to find like at an airport. Yeah. And I, I never remember to do this when right. I'm on a trip. I always go the other end and the craft and the handmade thing or the antique thing. Um, yeah. But I wish I had thought, like on our honeymoon, I wish I had gotten totally. like a Christmas ornament. Well, and it's um, hard to remember when it's like July. It, exactly, which is why yeah. I didn't. I think, yeah, exactly. So, but um, I think that can be a really fun thing, particularly like totally. if you're in a new relationship and like you start on your honeymoon. Um, totally. Getting an ornament, and then every time you travel, getting ornament. Right. I also think sometimes, um, you know, natural things. You, mm-hmm. know, you have to be careful because you don't want to just um, take. <laughs> like you know, we don't want to like be taking illegally exactly. be taking things. You know, right. like in Hawaii, you're not supposed to take anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's okay, and you're told it's okay. So right. um, in Iceland, the, um, I don't know what it is, the, the deer or the elk or whatever they have, oh. whatever the deer thing, they, um, shed, mm-hmm. they shed their horn, their, mm, oh, I didn't you know. That. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so it's not like they shed it's it. Okay it's not like they take it. And, yeah. and you can either buy one or sometimes I, I had a farmer gift me um, and I wasn't even sure. I'm not even sure if it was like okay to, but, but he gave it. It was a gift from a farmer nice on his gift. land. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, um, so sometimes, you know, things like that can also yeah. be a sentiment. We got, uh, we had sea urchin uh, mm-hmm. at the market in Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah. In Kyoto. And I brought mm-hmm. back the little sea urchin. The shell. Shell. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. and, and to that point too, I think like, food items as well, even though obviously they're not going to last forever, but like special sea salt or honey or things that you can bring into your kitchen that remind you of your travel and that sort of, it's temporal sort of, but it lasts for a while and it keeps reminding you of that experience. I think it's kind of fun too. Um, Um, And I think also, you know, my last, you know, piece of advice on like bringing that into the home is Mm. photos. You know, we have our photos on our phone, right? And most of us are not printing them out. Yeah, we are true. not. But you know, print that out. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. Get a big print. Send it to Framebridge. Send it totally. To, you know, and and put it on your wall, or just yeah, have a, a you know Amazon does photos, and you right. can just stick it on your wall with washi tape, and just right, have, so true. Put those and photos those- on your wall. And that's the best kind of art is like art yeah. that you or photographs that that are representative of of your travels together and your family and your loved ones like all in one. Yeah. So I totally agree. Um, to wrap it up, what is your favorite object in the home, and and what's a favorite object that you and Mark have come to share together in your marriage? Yeah, I mean, we definitely have uh, a favorite space. Um, we have this um, a very small closet, but a large, like, weird nook area. 
<laughs> so when we moved in, um, yeah, I, California Closets helped me design like this really large um, bench that has mm. drawers and I had it upholstered. Um, and so it's just this little sitting area and it mm. looks out, you know, we look out in the backyard, it has trees. Mm. And so we find ourselves, um, you know, sitting here a mm. lot. And that's where I am right now. And then so in the days where Mark used to leave and go to work, uh, when he came home, I would come, you know, down here and talk to him, even if we maybe had guests or people in the house, um, just take a couple minutes. And so I think this That's space, nice. and this is where mm. we have uh, some wedding photos hung up, and we have mm. that receipt from our first date, and, mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of things. Um, That's so fun. Sentimental to our relationship. Yeah. That's, that's probably like our favorite space, and maybe that mm. is like our, our our favorite thing. That's um, so nice. Can you send you know, me a photo of that? Yeah, yeah. That's some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah I love I think, that. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. No. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. This was this I knew it this was, was gonna fun. be a really rich conversation. I know. I want yeah. to talk again. I do too. I, I would love too. to stay in touch. So same, same. Let's we let's do have a lot in common. You can find Amy on Instagram at, at Amy Azarito. That's A M Y A Z Z A R I T O. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review and make sure to follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and on Instagram and Facebook at, at Interrelate Podcast. See you soon.